It's always an honor and privilege to, to do a message to this church and at this day. Thank God for it. This is one of those messages. It's really, really simple message. And sometimes I don't know why I do, but sometimes I find myself questioning God a little bit. Why do you want me to preach something so simple? But His word always is because I give it to you and somebody needs it. So, alright. Decisions, decisions. Here I am again, faced with another enormous decision. That was a skit from a radio show on WKDQ back in the late 70s or early 80s. And I just loved it. I couldn't wait every, every day to hear that. And, uh, so that's basically, that's what I'm talking about today is decisions. Uh, a definition is a conclusion or resolution reached after consideration. So, uh, it's a, it's a thought process. It's, a uh, something we shouldn't do on a rash that we shouldn't do without giving it some thought because if we do we make mistakes and that that goes for anything in our life something something that's minor or whether to uh, uh, turn left or turn right at the next intersection uh, could be an enormous decision especially if the Holy Spirit's telling you don't turn here today I mean there's been many times that uh, I've been going somewhere and I get to the normal route that I usually take and I feel something inside me say don't go this way. And so, I go another way and find out sometime later there's something bad happened on that road. See, we've got a decision whether to listen to the Holy Spirit or not in our lives. Uh, it's, uh, we need to always listen because it's for a reason. He doesn't speak just to be speaking to us. He speaks because he's got something to say. And so we always need to be read uh, for the Holy Spirit. Uh, some decisions are simple, easy, Common sense, some are hard, uh, some are urgent, some are foolish. So I'm going to start off reading uh, a little story here in First Kings chapter 12. Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone there to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebuchadnezzar, heard this, he was still in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon. He returned from Egypt, so they sent for Jeroboam, and he and the whole assembly of Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now I am the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you well. Rehoboam answered, Go away for three days and then come back to me. So he went away. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. They replied, If today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the others gave him and consulted the young man who had, the young men who had grown up with him and was serving him. He asked them, What is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, likely help your father put upon us? The young man who had grown up with him replied, These people have said to you, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make your yoke lighter. Now tell them, My little finger is thicker than my father's weight. My father laid on you a heavy yoke, and I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips, and I will scourge you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam uh, 
and the people returned to Rehoboam, as the king had said, Come back to me in three days. The king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given to him by the elders. He followed the advice of the young man and said, My father made you your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people. For this turn of events was from the Lord to fulfill the word of the Lord that spoken to him to Jeroboam, son of Nebuchadnezzar, the she Shilonite. Now, Rehoboam had See, he had a decision here, mate. Did he want to listen to wise counsel? Or did he want to listen to his friends? And he chose a foolish decision. He listened to his friends that, that wanted to go against what the people said because the people said early on that if you will um, serve me, I was, what did he say? Let me go back real quick. Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Now see, that should have been an upset. The people already proclaimed that, that they was the light and low in, in their work situation, what they done, that the people was going to serve him. But instead, he decides to listen to these young guys that want to do things completely opposite of what the people ordered. That was just the fullest decision to go with them. Because if you know you're going to make the people happy by doing one thing, and you totally reject that and make another decision to do the wrong thing, how foolish is that? It's so foolish to do that. We do that sometimes in our lives. We, we listen to the wrong crowd. We listen to people who have no interest in our lives. People that doesn't know Jesus, that doesn't serve Him. And we take their advice. I'm, I'm sure some of you might have done that in my life. I probably did. I don't remember anything instant right now, but um, we gotta we gotta remember we gotta use some common sense when we're making decisions, and uh, um, that's just the right thing to do. Uh, uh, Adam and Eve made a bad decision. They had apple. Lot's wife. We just talked about this the other day. You didn't know it. I already had that from a message. But Lot's wife. They said, "Do not turn around." And she decided to turn around and take one more look at the city where she lived in. And she got turned into a pillar of salt. Bad decision. Sometimes, sometimes we turn around and go back to where we were in our life and it is a bad decision because we aren't doing that and we go astray and we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen to us after that. So that's another thing where she should have just prayed to God and, and took advice from her husband and, uh, and uh, said, Follow me, but don't look back. You know, you're going to get the urge. You don't want to turn your head and look back around, but, but don't do that. You see, because what's waiting for you back there was not good for you. It was a certain death in your life. But if you follow me and follow Jesus and keep your head facing the Lord on Jesus Christ and you don't turn to the right or to the left, your life is going to be a whole lot easier. Guys, that's what the Lord wants to tell you today. Um, and this thing of Jonah. Jonah's decision, he didn't want to do what God wanted him to do, so he ends up getting on a boat and gets tossed over and gets swallowed by a big fish, which we think is a whale. Bad decision. Anytime you go against God and He's leading what He's wanting you to do, it's a mistake to do the opposite. We can't do that. Sometimes we learn from our lessons the wrong, the wrong way of our life, the hard way. Sometimes some people are so hard headed, that's the only way they learn something. 
is for making a bad decision and then run the problem. Sometimes the first time you make the bad decision is, is the wrong decision you'll never recover for. So remember that in your life that you cannot recover sometimes for a bad decision. But sometimes God is graceful to you and you can recover. Look at the prodigal son. One day his inheritance. When all of you going to have a good time, big time, ended up slopping the pigs. Ended up having to run back home. See, he made a poor decision when he decided to leave, when he got these big fancy ideas in his, in his head of what he was going to do with his inheritance. He was going to go out and enjoy life and, and have fun and party all the time and everything. But that decision backfired on him. He should have he should have listened to his father. He should have had a conversation with his father about what his feelings was, what his thoughts was, and I'm sure his father would have gave him some great advice. See, that's what happens when we speak to the father. He gives us advice that we need to hear. And sometimes we go away from that. And in I sense of father, they were supposed to uh, sell their land and, and bring the money back into the house for the people, but they got a little bit sneaky. That said, they were just going to keep a little bit of that money for themselves. And hush, what happened to them? Lord killed both of them. Lord killed both of them. Bad decision, wasn't it? Any time the decision is a life or death decision, you better make sure you decide the right thing to do in your life. Because once you're gone, it's either heaven or hell. So we've got to be uh, careful about that. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Now, I'm going to look at Abraham. This is so familiar, but in Genesis 22, verses 1 through 12, uh, Abraham has to make a decision we know whether to trust God or not. It says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and lowered his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out to the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place off in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here while the donkey, with the donkey, while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on the son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went together, Isaac spoke up and said, Father Abraham. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the land for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the land for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went together. And when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. He replied, Here I am, Abraham replied. Do not lay your hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your son, your only son for me. Talking about a tough decision. He had to really trust God in this. He had to really have faith in Jesus for a decision like this to take his son that he waited so long for 
how hard that had to be. I just, uh, I, I just, the, just the emotions going through him on the journey there. And when he gets there and he starts laying down, he gets the wood and he walks forward toward him with the fire in the night. What do you think was going through his head? My gracious, I wouldn't even want to try to imagine. I know you can't even hardly think about it, um, about something like that, but Abraham had faith and he trusted the Lord on the most critical decision he'd ever faced in his life. And see, that's what we have to do. We have to trust the Lord. We have to trust him fully. Every word that he says to us, we have to trust him fully. Every, every word written down in, in the, in the Bible, we have to trust fully for what it says because we know it is from God. And we cannot waver on anything that it says in the Bible. We have to trust it word completely in our life when we get ready to make a decision. Sometimes we're, uh, the enemy will want to come in and try to, uh, uh, have us alter a good decision and turn it into something that's going to place him and do us harm. But we have to realize that the, the, the Lord, the Lord says, do this, you can't do that. We just can't do it because it could be, it could be in your life. I mean, it could be, it's even in a small thing. Uh, you should trust the Lord in a small thing. I'm not saying about, I heard about this lady one time to call her pastor and ask her if she could, uh, if she should wash her hair or not. He, uh, he told the lady, he said, if your hair's dirty, wash it. But, you know, some people are so religious that, you know, that they, they do stuff like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. See, that was just a, that was something foolish. The foolish decision to make. You make some things that are common, like I said, common sense. This is a common sense thing. Wash your hair if you're dirty. If your body's dirty, you wash it. You know, so, uh, but, but God does, He, He's with us in every decision. Um, so now I'm going to look at Luke chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. This is a decision made by prayer. I've already mentioned prayer, but I want to, want to do this. One of those days, Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also designated apostles. See, I, I had never realized this, this until the Lord showed it to me. That when he went away and prayed, he was praying, I believe, for what disciples to choose. He went and asked the Father, which of these do you want me to choose to be my disciples? That, that's what the Lord showed me in this, uh, when I was making this sermon up. And so if it's, if prayer, if Jesus prayed to make a decision, how important it is, is it for us to pray to make every decision? So important, so important, so important. Because Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made, be known to God. That means any decision. We make decisions without, without prayer, without, uh, without just, uh, any thought of Him in our life. And that's not good. We, uh, uh I'm, I'm going to get just a little bit ahead of myself here, uh, but I know, I know I'm doing it, but, um, We can, we also are in a place where we got people that we trust in life when it comes to decision. We can seek counsel with them. We can set them down with people that we trust and tell them what's going on in our life and the decision we have to make. And if there's somebody you trust that knows God, 
love God and uh, you're close to a friend and you, just, you trust what they have to say to you, we can go with them. We can go with them and sit down and say, hey, this thing is about to happen in my life. What do you want me, what do you think God wants me to do? I got a decision that I don't know what to do. I'm just torn up. See, sometimes we get in a place where we start going all over the place and, and trying to make a decision that we kind of get uh, in a frenzy. We kind of get ourselves uh, emotionally upset and we just don't know what to do. And so when we get in that way in our life, if we get to a place where it's, it's an emotional upsetting thing, you need to make this decision. Do not ever make the decision by yourself. Don't trust, you cannot trust yourself with those moments. Unless you go get good counsel or you go to God for the decision. Uh, so, uh, let's just do that. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Back to trust again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Lean not on your own understanding. How many of us have done that? Lean on our understanding. Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your understanding of what things are, what situations are. See, God knows the situation. He knows how things are going to turn out. He knows the best thing for you to do. He knows the right decision for you to make. So trust God and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. See, if we don't submit to Him, if we don't, if we don't just come to Him and just give Him everything that we got, we may get off that straight path. We may wander. We may get off of it. Sometimes when you take a long, a wrong turn, it can take a long time to get you back on the path. I know sometimes traveling, you get lost a little bit. You take a wrong turn. And then you have to go miles and miles out of your way to get back where you was to start with. You know, we get, we get lost on the way. And, uh, uh, but God's always with us when we do that. He's always there to rescue us, but, but we shouldn't put ourselves in that position to start with. Well, we need good sound advice and we need, we need trust in the Lord and prayer. Uh, this means God knows the way and we don't. A lot of times we, we just can't make decisions on our own. Okay, I covered that. Uh, now then I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14. For the lack of guidance and nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. You see, sometimes we can include other people in their own decision making. Now that, this is what I covered. Take advice from people you trust. Let the ones you trust steer you in the right direction. Uh, I like that steer you in the right direction. Uh, if you get behind a car and uh, uh, the road goes this way and curves around, but but if you if you let go of that steering wheel, that car doesn't have a mind. It doesn't know what you're trying to do. It's going to steer you off the road and uh, uh, maybe in a ditch, maybe have a head-on collision. It's not going to take you what what the road means means to take you at because the road is a laid-out path for you to reach a destination. See, we all have a destination in our life that we're trying to lead, uh, we're trying to get to, and that's heaven. And uh, we just want to make sure that we stay on the straight and narrow road, or there, it could be a windy road as long as that's the road that God laid up for us. Because our paths in life are different. We go down different paths in our life. Different things change, you know, what happens in our lives and then we are You know, your path in life is different than mine, or, or, or 
Tommy's kind of like the thing of mine. But as long as God's leading, we're all going to get to the same destination. And that's an important thing in our life. Joshua, chapter 24, verses 14 through 18. Now fear of the Lord, now fear of the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Go away the gods of your ancestors worship beyond Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord, forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery, performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations and through the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. You see, when it comes time for decisions, they decide to serve the same God because they look back in the past and they realize everything that God had done for them in the past and how he had got them to where they was. And he said that God was good with them. God did not make a mistake, mistake with them along the journey that they had to travel. Everything was spot on because it was God who was leading them. But for me, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We will serve the Lord. Some of us are Christians. I'm not, I'm not pointing at anybody here, but as for anybody that's listening, you might be a person to give your life to the Lord, but you're not serving Him. If you're not serving the Lord, you have made a bad decision. Because once you do that, you fall out of favor with God. And, uh, He can, He can, uh, your life can be more difficult without God's favor in it. And you can get up in that wrong path. You end up in a, in a ditch with nobody to pull you out. Uh, but God's always there for us. He loves us and He's just amazing. And the people answer is, far from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. They're like, man, you're crazy if you think I'm going to serve somebody else. That's what a decision that would be. We back back the first one. But what a foolish decision to serve another God that ain't real. To serve another God who they've never seen do anything in their life because they couldn't. But they've seen this God that brought their parents out of Egypt, land of slavery, performed great signs before their eyes. He protected us on our entire journey. And among all the nations to which he traveled, and the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land, we too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Hallelujah. Is there any other reason to serve the Lord? I serve you because I love him with all my heart. I serve you because, because he's called me into a, into a life that's different than the life I led before I gave my life to him at a young age. 
He set me on the path to lead me to this point today to get up there and preach this message to you. This is not a mistake. This is not a mistake what you hear today. The Holy Spirit has dealt with you in your life and today he has arranged from the beginning of time for you to be here today for this message. Even though when I thought when I was writing it down, I was, I was saying, Lord, why do you want me to preach such a simple message as just making a decision? But see, I didn't know it was a whole lot more to do it than what he than what it was until I got up here and opened up the mouth and the Lord started speaking to me. See, I didn't, I didn't know how he was going to speak to me today. I never do. Um, I'm always in awe of what he says to me when I'm preaching. Because I have to go back and, and, and listen to it if I do, because I don't know what I'm, what I'm preaching when I get up here most the time. Eddie, he chose himself to preach on, but the rest of it is the straight Holy Spirit speaking out of this little, little mouth of mine. And see, I've decided to accept my call when Jesus called me to be a minister, when he called me to preach. It would have been a bad decision if I had turned away and said, no, Lord, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm too scared. I'm too frightened. That's not something I can do. But once we decide to make a decision for the for the Lord and for the God to, to serve him and to do what he wants in our lives and the callings that he puts up on us, look how it's changed my life. And I hope that it's changed life to people that have heard me preach over the years. See, I, I, I think it has because the Lord wouldn't want me to preach if he wasn't going to use the words that he gives me, eh? If you thought you were going to get up and just preach stuff and, and talk and, and nothing was going to happen about it, nobody's going to care or anything, would it be worth getting up here? Would it be worth it, would it? If the Lord calls you for a gift with a gift of talent that you have in your life, you need to decide to accept it and ask Him how to use you, how to be with you, and tell Him to teach you how to do it because you have decided to serve the Lord. Something that's not serving the Lord is just not being get saved being a Christian is everything that happens after that in our life is what we have to decide to do. We have to decide these things. Okay, there comes a point where we all must decide if we're going to serve God. If we're going to put on our faith in Jesus to serve Him, us, uh, save us from our sins and give our lives to Him. Oh boy, that was an afterthought broke down and when I go back and read it, I'm like, what did I write that for? I didn't need that. Jesus, Jesus spoke to me to cover all this stuff, you know. Sometimes we get ahead of ourselves a little bit. Okay. Matthew chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. Jesus said, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people that once they left their nets and followed him. They decided quickly to follow Jesus. They left everything, left their nets, and decided to follow Jesus. Now, earlier I talked about making rash decisions to be bad, but in this instance, they done the right thing. They decided rightly to follow Christ because they had seen him, been around him, and seen things that he had done. I knew that white was this is something difficult about this man. I will follow him. And, and the rest is history. See, when we follow Christ, we, uh, we grow stronger and become more and more like him. And that's what it's all about. Uh, we're going to get closer and closer to him until he comes and takes us home or however it's going to end for us. I just want to be more, more like him every day in my life. That's my desire that when he, when he comes for me, uh, brother rapture or the grave, that that I'm closer to him than I've ever been in my life, that I know more about him 
than I ever have in my life. It's my, it's my decision to grow stronger and stronger every day and to serve Him to do the will of God in, in His, uh, in my life. Oh, there's a, hold on just a second. I'm going to take just a second. I do, well, good thing Ryan Jelly can go up and do it because he can, uh, he can get it. Right message and I listen to him. 
So that's always a good plus, but what a hard decision. What a hard decision. So what I want to ask you today, when your next hard decision comes, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to handle it on your own? Are you going to pray? Are you going to seek counsel? How are you going to do it? I would advise you to pray and seek counsel for people that you trust. Unless the Lord gives you something else in your spirit tells you to do it. Decisions, decisions. There I am again faced with another enormous decision. You're going to have decisions to make today, tomorrow, maybe the next day is going to be one of these hard things come up. We don't know. But have faith and trust in God. Don't make a rash decision. Don't do it on your own. Don't do it out of fear. Don't do it because that's what you want to do. If the Lord doesn't want you to do it, you don't do it. Pray, pray, pray. Trust, trust, trust. Seek help. Seek counsel. And decide to follow Jesus the rest of your life. Great. Thank you, Tracy. You're good, girl. What a decision. Where are you going to go out to eat after church today if you got time? No, that's a pretty, it should be a simple decision, but boy, we can make it hard, can't we? You know, we can make it hard, uh, You know what? Before, I'm not just going to stand up here and ramble if I make that time for Tracy. If there's anybody that wants prayer in life, come up and we'll pray for you. If you go and need a decision made right now, we'll pray for you. Just take the time to reflect when Tracy starts to worship and to uh, uh, think about your life and decisions. Maybe God will show you some decisions that you made wrong in your life and you know that you make them again. But may God, God might want to encourage you after hearing this message to trust Him more than you have ever before when it comes to you making a decision in your life. Because He loves you. He doesn't want you to do the wrong thing. He wants you to trust Him. What a loving God we serve. Thank you.